Welcome back, everybody, to the SideQuest Podcast. It is Friday, and it's a very special episode because we have the birthday boys in town. Happy, happy birthday a couple days ago. Justin and Jeff, how do you feel? Tell us the show. I, I don't know. I just tried to rhyme it. How we doing, birthday well, boys? Excited. It's Friday, and we got the big birthday bash tomorrow. Yeah. Justin, oh, you got to feel be, on top of the world. Should be pretty exciting. Yeah, I just uh, so happy birthday! Shout out to Jeff. Happy birthday, uh, Justin! <laughs> thank you. Uh, go figure. I mean, what are the chances, audience? So you do know I am a year older than Jeff, so he's baby baby boy Jeff. <laughs> baby, and there was a, and there was another birthday just a couple days ago. Oh yeah, Hannah the Palindrome Jedi had her birthday. So Stephen birthday. Schwartz's birthday also happened. I had some friends in the city also same birthday. It's weird. It's going on in March. Yeah, my nephew's yeah. birthday was the other day, and my sister's birthday is in like a week or so. I mean, everybody's born in March. How about that? I like that. My little brother Jesse's birthday is on the 16th. Jeez. Jeez. I think so is Claudia's. It's coming up <laughs> soon, too. It's so, in March. So a lot of parents <clears throat> had the same idea. What was nine months ago? Let's let's circle back. Hmm. What was it? June. June. Wow. Okay. Summer months. Summer nights. A little date night, a little margarita, endless margaritas, you know, one thing leads to another, and boop, boop, Jeff Justin, popping right out. There we okay. go. And that's, that's how, that that's how babies are made. <laughs> All right. So we're We've turned into an educational podcast here, ladies and gentlemen, so you're welcome uh, ahead of time. But no, I, I, I'm excited for this weekend, a little birthday celebrations. What do we have lined up? I saw like a whole laundry list of good things. We're starting at a brewery, going out to dinner. Um, Justin, what else do we have on the menu for this little B-Day bash? So after that... It's back to the house. We've got a Jurassic Park drinking game all lined up and ready to go. And we're just going to do what we do best. Just watch Jurassic Park and drink alcohol. And just nerd out. It's going to be a lot I of, love it. I'm literally, talking. literally doing like a raise the roof move for no reason right now. Like I'm in a, I'm in a Snuggie. So that happened. I just want to put that on the record. But yeah, I can't wait. I, I mean... Nowadays, I keep thinking about a long day where it's just like, you know, fun events after fun events. I'm like, fuck, man, we're getting so old. I'm like, I'm going to need to sleep all day Sunday after that. <laughs> just can't hang like I used to, you know? Well, well it'll be a good, good hangout Sunday after a whole day of celebration. Yeah, no doubt. No doubt. So birthday celebrations, those are fun. Uh, you know, ours, I can't believe like b November, I felt like we were just doing my little mini B-Day bash episode, but that was all the way back in fucking November. That's so long ago. Now it's like springtime, things are getting nice. And what does Xbox Game Pass decide to do now that it's getting nicer out and want, you know, people want to go outside and the vaccine's coming out, but it drops like a bombshell of like some of the best games so jeff not that you have to go line by line and read them all off but like you sent me the screenshot like there's there's a ton of xbox game pass games coming out well yeah because uh you know a few months ago xbox or microsoft bought bethesda for like more money than disney paid for di for star wars <laughs> like it was insane so it was only a matter of time before they're like all right we're gonna put this on game pass and they're putting everything they ever made on there so from fallout to elder scrolls to doom you're gonna get it all 
Yeah, there's just, I mean, I think I spotted like around 20-something games on that list. Like it just kept going on and on. And I'll admit, I've only played a handful of these. So this will be a great opportunity to jump in. Like I think I've talked about in the podcast before, but I've, I kind of at times have gamer ADD where I'm like, I'm into a game for a short while, short bursts. And then I'll go jump into something else. The only thing, of course, I always go back to is Rocket League. So, yes, hate on me for that, folks. But, like, I like to jump around. I like to jump into different games and not get sucked too far into one of them. But, I don't know. Um, Justin, do you have any of those games on your radar? Did you love any of those games? Like the Skyrim, Morrowind, uh, any of those Fallouts? So, I never got into Fallout. I tried playing it. And just, like we were talking about, I think, last episode, just... The amount of like introduction that went into it with these cutscenes and the tutorials, I was just bored before the game even started. So I was like, all right, screw that. But Skyrim, on the other hand, I rocked me some Skyrim in the day. Yeah, Skyrim was aw- Skyrim is still awesome. I don't think it can never not be awesome because that was such a well put together game. Jeff, I know you played a ton of it. Yeah, I'm a, I'm a huge Elder Scrolls fan. I'm not big in the Fallout. My, uh, Younger brother is super in Fallout, uh, but I'm I'm just more in the fantasy, you know, genre. So Elder Scrolls is kind of ticks all those boxes. Yeah, and, and also, uh, yeah, yeah. They also have the Doom games coming out. So like all the Doom games, like going back to pretty much the original. I mean, I'm sure <laughs> I'm sure that'll look pretty interesting, like playing on a big ass, like you know, high def 4K TV playing like a game from what year was it like 1991 or 1990 or some shit like i don't I'm know definitely if... excited to jump into it just because yeah. the story is outrageous yeah i feel like that game that that game definitely was like the first like i don't know mature level game growing up that i ever remember i'm sure a lot of people and and this is probably one of the first to be honest but do you guys have any memory of playing Doom growing up? Like, were you allowed to play it? Do you remember where you played it at? So, yeah, I definitely remember playing Doom. Uh, I love the game. It was available to download for free a few years back, so I have played it on the big screen, and it's so much fun. But I have more fond memories of Duke Nukem. Oh, oh yeah, Duke Nukem. <laughs> God, Duke Nukem, so good. I I remember, you know, we knew, because I I would at times go over to Jeff's house, and we would, in order for us to play on the computer together, the rule was somebody did the keyboard and the other person did the mouse. So, like, you know, Claudia and my mom would uh, force us, like, well, you better play, because we always got in trouble because one person would be glued to the screen, the other person would be bored as fuck watching that person play, and we'd be fighting over when the turn would be up, so... Uh, long story short, when we started to play Duke Nukem, we're like, all right, we're going to that theater, right? Yeah. And we're going to, we're going to open the curtain, right? Yeah. Okay. Where's your mom at? Make sure she's not home or make sure she's not around because once you open that curtain, all the girls start dancing and man, we were just, we were in some kind of heaven back then, Jeff. I don't know if you remember that. (laughs) Yeah. I remember playing with my older brother. We do like Duke Nukem, Doom, and I get, I get to control the keyboard and he controls the mouse and like that's how we did it uh and then you know as it got better then we were playing um what was it star wars shadows of the republic do you remember that one justin it was on the pc or dark dark forces 
Uh-huh. Star Wars Dark Forces. Holy shit, that goes way back. That game was awesome. Man. I played and that is where you City. fought in Mandalorian, <laughs> the last season, the last episode. What were those droid things like Luke obliterated at the end? Penis droids. PP droids. Well, they were like dark droids or whatever. That was actually in Dark Forces way way back in like 98. The, the PP. So that was kind of cool that they brought those back from a game from a long time ago. PP69 droids. Um, yeah, no, I, I... Man, some of those classic games growing up, like the old big-ass computer with the big-ass monitor, and nowadays, like, man, we are just... Who would have thought way back when, like, you know, if you lost that disc or if you lost that game code to install the game, the product key or whatever it was called, like, dude, I remember so many times when I needed to, like, uninstall or reinstall a game and having to, like, go through boxes and boxes of, like, Mom, where's the Warcraft 3 disc? The what? You know, just no fucking clue what I'm talking about, but... Nowadays, we just click a couple buttons and we just got all this shit downloading straight from satellites to our fucking cat. You know, God, we're so like the original Halo. That disc, man, (laughs) (laughs) you're all like, I borrow the Halo and you like look at the back and you're like, what is scratched on here? (laughs) Yeah, yeah, you're so fucked. And that was like, that's a pretty costly mistake, too. If you drop that disc or PlayStation disc or whatever it was, like, you're you're fucked. You know, you gotta. You gotta use that disc cleaner thing. Oh God! You grind cleaners, and then wipe it with the stupid fucking like special towel or whatever it was that you wipe like glasses with. But man, Little I was sham sham. Yeah, <laughs> God. Um, yeah, I remember. Like, I think it was the Call of Duty two on the PC. It came with like seven discs to just to install it. So it was like, disc one is done. Please install with disc two. Go to disc three. Go to, go to disc four. And it was like, I felt so cool. Like, this is like, man, this is the future. Look how many discs this takes just to fucking install it. I'm going to be a badass, you know? <laughs> <laughs> so hip, so cool. God, ShamWow guy. I, can't I mean, I got, I got a great <laughs> little side question. Just cause All right, we, let's bring it up. Bringing up the big guns of, you know, early gaming of, you know, Duke Nukem and doom and doom guy and halo and master chief i i want to propose a who would win because i think this would be a good one and eric i think you have more insight into this oh but uh master chief master chief first doom guy oh man i gotta also we should also throw duke nukem in there as a third just like a three? kind of a, a duke it the you know, three big know. original duke it out um uh but i think from what i know i know master chief is like I'm pretty sure he's not all quite human, and I know he's like a very large human being to begin with. Um, but I don't know. I feel like his armor's a little bit clunky. He's a little bit slow. Um, I love. I would love Duke Nukem to win just for his catchphrases, catchphrases alone. But from a weapon standpoint, dude, I I, I gotta go with the Doom guy because the weapons that he gets that are just like so out of this world are are. I feel like he would just destroy him and like blast him into another dimension. Isn't like in the game the demons actually try to seal him away because they're afraid of him? <laughs> I definitely recall something like that. Like they're like Fuck. He's so crazy they just they're afraid of him. Yeah. And they're the demons. Yeah, he's just inhabiting their planet and they're just trying to be peaceful, like the peaceful skeleton realm. Uh and he's just uh, coming I'm... in destroying them. But uh Justin, curious who you think would win. 
See, I think Duke Nukem has a better weapon set. Oh, really? Really? All right. Yeah, he's got like that freeze gun and that shrink gun, and he's got all sorts of crazy ash. Very true. Very true. I I do recall some of those weapons, and I think the BFG is in Doom, if I recall correctly. Uh, the big fucking gun, and that's what the I think fucking could be Duke Nukem. But man, that would be such a. I mean, Master Chief compared to those two guys, like I feel it'd be like a chaotic brawl between the Doom guy and, and Duke Nukem, and Master Chief would just try to be like diplomatic or some shit. Um, well, it, to be fair too, so th- if it were like a hand-to-hand brawl between Doom guy and Duke Nukem, that would be a lot of fun to watch. But Master Chief could just sit a hundred yards away with a sniper rifle and just pick them both <laughs> off. That's very true. That's very true. He could get in his ghost or whatever the fucking flying thing is, the Banshee, and just come up and tear shit up. Jeff, curious, who, who do you got? I mean, see, I don't know too much about Halo and Chief, and I'm, honestly, any of them. That's why I'm so excited to play all the Dooms now that they're coming out on Game Pass. But just from the weird... You know, Wikipedia whirlwind I went down one night on Doom Guy. It just seems like he can't die or something. And every time he dies and goes to hell, he just comes back. And they keep trying to seal him away, and then he just keeps coming back. <laughs> um, so I don't know. I guess I'll give it to Doom Guy. Yeah. I think it's a very maybe <laughs> from yeah from maybe like most polite winner to least polite it would probably be like the master chief is like the most polite heroic type that you would expect to be triumphant and then it would probably be fucking you know doom guy because he seems kind of quiet and reserved I don't think he talks too much in the actual games themselves or if at all but man Duke Nukem would be so fun to just watch and I'm surprised I'm really surprised that they haven't made a movie out of him. Like a legit, maybe there's Look how long to make a sequel. Well, that too, but you'd think like there's a fan base for Duke Nukem. Is it millions and millions of people and millions of dollars? Maybe not, but they made a Doom movie with The Rock. Uh, I mean, how how bad could it be? So I've got a side question because I know they've been circling a Duke Nukem movie like on and off for a while now. But who would you cast as Duke Nukem? Oh <laughs> man. Gosh, I'm trying. I mean, if it was back in the 80s, Arnold would have been perfect. <laughs> you know, the first person I pictured um, is Starship, Starship Troopers, uh, Gary Busey's son. I forget his name. Jake. Jake Busey. I feel like him, if he put on, if he packed on some muscle uh, to really fill out the Duke Nukem role, like, I think it's just his hair and his him alone. I feel like he was the first person I thought of was like that guy from Starship Troopers beef him up like add 100 pounds of muscle and uh, you know make it a hard R and I think he would be a good fit mm, that's good I th- so I, I like Jeff's um, diving back into the 80s because I think Dolph would have been a great Duke Nukem back in the day <laughs> but <laughs> I would what would his English be like in that movie though would they just dub over it <laughs> I, I, he's gotten better. I mean, he's improved. Oh, he's definitely improved, no doubt about that. I'm just trying to think of '80s Dolph, like, uh, you mess with the best, you die like the, the restus, you know, just like putting out those one-liners. Great think, accent, by the way. Thanks I think for it that. would be hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> but if if modern day, I would say Channing Tatum. Okay, where is that guy? 
He's what? still waiting for his Gambit movie to come out. Oh my god, I forgot about that. I, you know, I really enjoy him as a comedic actor, to be honest. Like, the 21 Jump Street, I thought was pretty funny at the so time. Um, I feel like he does some pretty good comedy. I'm, I kind of I kind of miss Channing Tatum. All right, well, I know he's listening, so. Yeah. He's just, and he's not canceled. Yeah, good for you, Channing. Stay away from the cancellation. We've got canceled like four times in the last two weeks, so if so you're still good. with us, we appreciate you. Yeah, soon, um, just having a podcast, you'll be canceled. <laughs> yeah, how dare you? We're going to have to erase all the tapes, just delete them all, mass cancellation. Um, I got to dip into a couple of our fan site questions as well, and this one's a little bit tricky because if you're put on the spot, it's hard to come up with these. But um, the main quest, almost like our, our sister podcast out there, um, they ask us like, what are our fur, uh, furbit geez, uh, our favorite urban legends. I was just about to put all that together. Like our furban, a bit legends. So I, I remember some of these just like random urban legends. And I remember the God awful movie. So, whoa, whoa, whoa. Yeah. I didn't like it. Calm your britches and shut your mouth because that movie was fucking great. <laughs> All so right. screw you, pal. So that, those are the ones I remember, though. So, like, in that movie, they come up with, what was it, the guy in the back seat, um, the the killers in the house, like, when they answer the phone or something while you're babysitting. Like, do you guys remember some other ones? There's obviously that you go on the bad date and you wake up in a tub of ice with your kidney removed. Ooh, Yeah. And then the, like, what's the noise on the roof of the car? And it was, like, somebody getting hung or something. Like, yeah, or Bloody Mary, where you scream that in the mirror. Yeah. I kind and of... then the weird thing with Slender Man, that whole internet thing. Ooh. All those yeah. creepypastas started showing up. That one, that one was actually really... I mean, it is creepy. I could understand, like, if I was a younger kid and I was... You know, I guess if I was afraid of something and I was like going down a rabbit hole of looking up crazy shit online, like I feel like Slender Man would have scared me when I was younger. I don't know why. There's also one called Jeff the Killer, so well, just... you've been caught. You get it? There's also a movie called Jeff at Home. <laughs> God, we were all over that back in the day. It was Jeff, it was you at home. It was just a movie about Jeff. <laughs> Just Jeff at home. I'm trying to think Jeff like pretty. so. I, I I all right. So I I I got to go back to shitting on that movie because I struck a chord to you, Justin. I got to know what what did you like so much about that movie? Was it the writing, the way it was shot, or just the spookiness of her? What was it? I thought for the time that it came out, it was unique and it had a voice to it because you're talking, I, I believe, 1998. So we're on the heels of 96's Scream, 97's I know what you did last summer, and then we get Urban Legend which is trying to cash in on the teen slasher phenomenon that, you know, Scream just revitalized. But it was it was just interesting the way that they went about it. And I think what they did with the sequel as well makes the two back-to-back really interesting movies. And Jared Leto's in it, so come on. Oh, yeah, that's right. I do remember, yeah, okay, Jared's in it, Joshua Jackson, I do remember him. And they play, it's very meta, they play the Dawson's Creek song in the car. That's right. I do remember that part. And uh, Robert England, he's like the yep. radio guy, right? The DJ, the school DJ or something? No, he plays a professor for the urban mythology class. 
Oh, why do I? Oh, there was no. It was a, a black chick that was like the radio DJ, right? Am I that right? I don't remember. <laughs> Gosh, I feel like I remember there was like some college radio um, that they were part of, and I remember a chat room. The roommates. I'm visualizing like the roommate walking in, and she thinks she's like banging some dude, but in reality, like she's like suffocating, or she got stabbed, or she couldn't breathe, or something. You're the real goth girl. Yeah. Who's doing lithium? Oh God! Yeah, Big I don't stuff. Man. Maybe I was com- at the time. Maybe I was just comparing it to the other ones, and like this is a killer that you know, kind of again was like you know, almost like the I know what you did last summer killer, um, where it was hidden and you didn't quite know who it was, and then it's revealed to be what, what was it? One of the girls or something with like the Rebecca hair. Gayhart. Yeah. Yes, that's right. And. Um, I don't know. I think just at the time, it was just like maybe oversaturated. And I was just, you know, I'm sure it's out there streaming somewhere. So maybe I'll give it a second view in here, you know, 20 something years later and see how it fares. You definitely should. I say go into it with an open mind audience if you haven't seen it or if you have Eric's level of hatred towards (laughs) it, which I think is just dumb. (laughs) You're dumb, Eric. So dumb. Um, (laughs) It's just cool. And the way that the ending ties everything together and opens up everything at the same time. It's just, I thought that was cool. It was better than the ending. And I know what you did last summer where they do that little jump scare at the end and you're just like, okay. And then that had nothing to do with the sequel at all. (laughs) I could just visualize you sitting there in the chair and just like, Oh, okay. Oops. Oops. Sorry. You know, you apologize to the TV. Sorry there. Oh, I'm sorry. Uh, I'm just trying to think. Growing sorry. up, though, I don't think I. I don't think I ever really outside of the. I think the first urban legend I thought of was Candyman, which wasn't even real, you know. But um, I, I don't remember really growing up with any urban legends like in my family or my friend circle or anything like that. Like, did you guys ever have that? Like something you were scared of or heard about? Like, oh, don't do that. Uh, this will happen. No, but we we know that you created an urban legend Bloody in Colorado Mary. for my little brother. Called the the Tree Children. Yeah. Tree Children. And he whole <laughs> backstory and everything. Yeah. The the Tree Children was a great urban legend. Uh, deep in the at the in the night when you're coming down a ski slope on a gondola and there's green, there's green lights in the trees. That's the tree children. They're coming to get you. Don't look at them. Don't look at them right in the eyes. They'll get you. So hopefully that little spooky story puts you to bed, listeners. Ooh. All right. Sorry. <laughs> sorry. Oh, just oh, sorry. Did I you just spill your popcorn? Oh, oh, go, go, gosh, sorry. I don't know why we turn into a Canadian podcast all of a sudden, but that happened. Boy. Oh boy. Now, there's a good there's a good podcast called Lore, and it just goes into urban legends. And that's all it is. <laughs> it's it's really interesting. Yeah. No, I I what? That sounds like a good one. No, that's that's really cool. But what I find probably more fascinating as an adult is the science and the mythology behind conspiracy theories. Okay. Are there I... any favorite conspiracy theories that either of you are excited by and kind of believe in? Oh, man. I feel like there's so many out there that it's hard to just like narrow down to just one. Um, gosh, that, that's a, that's a tough one. Okay. Well, I've got one. There is a favorite of mine, so I'll start off and maybe it'll inspire you a little bit. So my favorite is that Avril Lavigne 
died and was replaced. I love that conspiracy theory. Whoa. Like with a, a clone or with another human being or how, how did that happen? A, a lookalike. It's like the Andrew WK one where there's no one Andrew WK. There's just multiple actors that play Andrew WK. But yeah, she died apparently in like 2003 and they just brought in a lookalike to replace her. Okay. That's a very, I've not heard that one before. That's a really, <laughs> that one. Something. Yeah. That one is interesting. I'm trying to think of some others like, okay. So I guess kind of the, the classic one, like I, I like all the UFO stuff. Like I like area 51. I like the mystery around there. I like these underground bases and like secret alien wars that might be going on. Uh, I guess for me, the one that latches onto me the most is like, I don't know. It just seems really strange. The the one thing I can't get over, which I'm not like a full on hundred percent into the conspiracy theory is that every time there's like footage of a UFO, it's always from some fucking potato phone by some farmer out in bumfuck Iowa. And there's like nothing that can help prove like what it is or why it is or anything like that. Like it's always some grainy ass footage and it's like, Oh, well, it shot, it darted by really quick. And do you see that cigar shape that flew from one end to the other? It's like, dude, we have like 8K fucking cameras now. Can people just like, you know, if you really believe in it, point it at the sky and record for like 10 days? You know, I don't know. That's the hard part for me. I would like to believe some cool shit like that exists, but without some hard evidence, I don't know. I don't know if you can convince me. So I've got an interesting follow-up to that. Um Stanton Friedman, who was the first civilian investigator to the Roswell crash, who had access to everything that had happened there that day and was then banned and disbarred and just annihilated for his career because of what he released. I met him and I interviewed him and what he has to say about UFOs and the declassified documents that he has access to and shares in his presentations are just so interesting. Ooh. So, like, if you he he died recently, unfortunately, uh, he, he's an old man. Obviously, um, if he was civilian yeah. responder to Roswell, but man, he had some some stuff that like I couldn't, as a man of both reason and science and you know religion, even um, very open minded when it comes to that kind of stuff. And I just couldn't couldn't answer him. Like it was a it was a tricky interview because this, this guy was effing smart. Yeah. Yeah, I feel like there's just so many good, like, out there conspiracy theories out there in the world. And, you know, I mean, you could even go back to, like, the JFK conspiracy, you know, what's going on there. I mean, I don't know, Bermuda Triangle is is another one that, I feel like that one fizzled away, though. Now with, I don't know, I feel like that one was, like, bigger in the 90s or something. Like, oh, something, the ship disappeared. Um, and, you know, people don't want to, like, dive down to find out if it was down there. Um, but... Uh, the, like the moon landing, that whole fucking thing. I don't know. I just, I just don't know how some of that stuff could be true, but you know, it's really cool that I guess people come up with these things like, and it latches onto people like the whole Avril Lavigne thing. Like I'm sure there's a whole Facebook group out there of people that legitimately believe in it. Like Justin, he probably founded it. No. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Like, and it, it comes from my, my giant love for her musical career. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> hey, hey, you, you, uh, I'm going to control your mind with 5G towers, and that just leads you right into the next conspiracy. There uh, it is. I mean, 
I feel okay. So I think with conspiracy theories, because we could probably um, we should definitely talk about this in a future episode for sure, and like expand more on it. Uh, I know I got to do some research because there's a million that come to mind. It's hard to hone in on one, but I do sometimes feel bad for those that are like legitimately tricked by shit like that and like are so gun ho and they don't even know about it when people are more like self-aware of how crazy that might sound or is like for instance if you're a flat earth believer and you're listening to our podcast like you know i don't know i that's that's a really interesting you know theory uh that you have but it's just it's just weird you know like there's science out there that proves some of these things wrong or right and yet people still latch onto it i don't know isn't that weird there's a whole science to it for sure jeff do you got any that you mingle in your mind to make you think twice uh there's this um uh, i don't know quote unquote fictional foundation which i'm obsessed with and i gotta believe some in there are real it's called the scp foundation i don't know if you guys heard of it secure yeah explain it to the fans because it's really interesting yeah, so, I mean, the SCP Foundation, it's like a fictional organization, and it's all, like, documented through, like, web-based, collaborative people writing these, like, stories. Uh, and, like, the Foundation is supposed to, like, contain, like, weird and bizarre stuff, and they, like, um, <clears throat> you know, they give them, like, different le levels, like Euclid or Keter, depending on how dangerous they are. Uh, if they're, like, world-ending, or if they just, you know, there's, <clears throat> there's like, a box that just turns everything into gold that it touches. But then there's, you know, this giant beast thing that they cannot kill. Like, they've tried everything, it just doesn't die, so they have to, like, keep it in, like, acid just to stop it from, like, fully forming again. There's crazy ones where there's a room... And when you go in, everything's made of, like, body parts. And if the door shuts and you're in it, then someone goes back in and there's, like, a new lamp made of, like, skin. It's, like, a lot of it's, like, <laughs> horror. There's there's all sorts of different stuff, but there's a lot in there. And you can really go down a rabbit hole in it. There's a whole subreddit for it. But uh, then you got to just think some of the ones that they're talking about, what if that's actually real yeah and someone just wrote it and you don't even know so if you want to just lose a whole night <laughs> go ahead and google scp and uh good luck <laughs> there's multiple podcasts on it there's youtube videos on it. i mean it's just it's a you can get real stuck in that yeah uh, and also don't like read some of them before bed because <laughs> you're not gonna go to sleep there's some really horrifying ones in there that I've read, and I'm like, well, great. Great. Glad I read that. I'm just going to scream until the sun comes up. Yeah, pretty much. Oh, my gosh. Well, we are just about out of time, folks, but this conversation is definitely not over. we got to pick back up on conspiracy theorists because I feel like this definitely is is like a key to the SideQuest podcast. Like, we love shit like this. Um, and we're going to leave you with another one. I just looked one up really quick, and I actually forgot about it. But there's some theorists out there that believe the Denver International Airport is above an underground city that serves as a headquarters for the New World Order. So it's it basically... It's Why is there so much with the Denver Airport? <laughs> no, it absolutely... No, let's, let's table this conversation because yeah. it... 
absolutely is a hub. So everybody go out, do some research, Google it. We want to hear from you. What are your thoughts on the Denver airport? Do you think there's an underground city under there? And if you get sucked in and you're like, you know, eight YouTube channels deep and 400 episodes or whatever it is, we apologize ahead of time, but it is like really cool shit to go down. Uh, that's, that's a rabbit hole I will always chase. Yeah. And um, if anyone <laughs> isn't SCP, I, you know, tell us your favorite SCPs because we love to like look at them and talk about talk about those. Oh yeah! So uh, everybody out there, head out to our social media pages at SciQuestPod. Hit us up at www.sciquestpod.com. Go subscribe to our YouTube channel. Um, leave some comments, likes. Let us know what you think. We always love that feedback. So um, I think the only proper way to end it tonight is it's got to be something like you know that we we struck a chord on this underground city, this bunker, something with aliens. So I don't know, Justin. Um, if you were an alien in an underground bunker and somebody walked in and spotted you, what, what sound would you make? <laughs>